Oh, sweet mama suan apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs> going to stop and it's not uh, going, going to, to stop. stop and it's not going not to, stop. to stop all right fuck that shit welcome to one fucking hour everybody yeah, dude <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with that shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right everybody welcome to uh, i think it's episode 12 uh of one yeah. fucking hour i'm evan husney uh we got tom fitzgerald happy holidays respect the tom and uh to my right uh mr marcus herring marcus how's it going oh hey guys this is oh, gonna be i know gonna be painful <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, we have this... one hour <laughs> To fuck up three hours do the man <laughs> you know and like i always think it's there's that that thing like what is it like man you got 25 pounds of bullshit in a one pound sack you know it's that you know that anyway you know that right, kind of uh folkism let's start the clock all right uh this fucking hour is on paul thomas anderson's movie that doesn't stop magnolia all right uh start that clock and here we go Tom, I'm going to start with you. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> when and where were you when you saw this movie? Paint the picture for us, please. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, you know, 1997, me and my friends, we were really into Boogie Nights. Uh, it was like a lot of fun. And then I would meet people. Like I'd visit New York and every, and I'd meet people at a bar and they're like, oh, man. And we'd just riff on like lines from the movie and go, what's your favorite scene? So, like, Boogie Nights was like real big for us Gen X doofuses. And um, so there was a lot of excitement. It was like, oh, there's a new one, Magnolia. And we, we had no idea what it would be like. Like, we thought there'd be parody in the sense of Boogie Nights that it would be, I don't know, fun, wild, uh, entertaining on a very basic entertaining. level. Entertaining. You know? yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But I like Boogie Nights, I, and I still do. It's fun. I just watched it again. I have no problem with it. So yeah. uh, uh, anyway, so um, it's 1999, and I was having a great time, as many were, with films, in 1999, because like I always say, um, 1999, it's a year when South Park had a movie and Kubrick had a movie, <laughs> but then, right? It's crazy, yeah, you know, yeah. but then also there's, um, and I'm not even saying I love all these movies, but just objectively, it was very fresh. New dirt was being dug up. Like there was a sure. David O. Russell movie. There was Election, uh, Alexander Payne. There was, um, uh, uh, I think, yeah, the first, first Sofia Coppola even, you know, uh, yeah. Virgin Suicides. It just goes on and on. And then, of course, the big guys. Uh, being John Malkovich was a bit of a revelation, blew everybody's mind. And then, uh, of course, American Beauty. I saw that like, on the second day. People were giving a standing ovation, uproarious laughter. I couldn't hear dialogue. It was such Fight a Club. huge. And Fight then Club. Fight Club. I saw that in the theater, and I had a good time. Hey, Spy Shag Me came out. You know, uh, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> you know, Phantom Menace. I saw that at a midnight, opening night. Wow, so, 99. I know, right? And I'm not even done. There's a lot more. So, uh um, what I'm saying is, uh, oh, a six cents even, you know, but then so what I'm saying is all the genres were kind of killing it, you know, and like, uh, then there was new people and new earth and new voices and new excitement. So anyway, Magnolia, I was 
all, all of us were kind of excited about it. It was coming out like in the last days of the year. So it literally was going to be the last movie I saw of the year. And wow. it was kind of like, well, that's so appropriate. Like, and here we go, rising to a crescendo. And then this fucking monster follow-up to Boogie Nights. What we got, man, like a December 30th or something. And so I'm watching it. And uh, I'll just cut to the chase. Like, I had to take a piss, of course, in the middle. And so it's like, like you know, 90 minutes is done, you know, the equivalent of a regular film. And I'm in the bathroom for a second. And I just look in the mirror and I go, I don't care about any of these characters at yeah. all. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be cruel or be a douche or, like, looking for trouble. I'm, no, at all. I was, <laughs> I was just I was excited, but I was just so, so surprised because I said, well, I'm going to go back up there and I go, oh, wow. When I go back up and see the movie, it's like, oh, Jason Robards is not a character at all. And like Tom Cruise isn't really developing. They're sort of trying. And then it's like, you know, and it's like, you know, and then the, the prodigy kid is not really a character. He's just sort of like a, a stick figure of like prodigy child, you know, with a bowl haircut on and on. So I'm not going to start talking about the film, but I'm just saying that that's what happened. And then I went back up there and it's brutal. It's another hour and a half. And then the frog thing was just like, whoop-de-doo, you know, and it didn't thread the way it was implying, the way the film starts with that right. uh, prologue. So um, it was very disappointing. And what's funny, I think, and just the last thing I'll shut up, just to contextualize it the way I see it in 1999 in my life, is I think that what happened is the way Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion, they had, they, hold on, they had their lunch eaten by Nevermind, Nirvana's right. Nevermind, because it was supposed to be like the biggest fucking rock album of, oh, wait, what? Who are these assholes? You know, like, <laughs> and, and, and I think that that's the case with American Beauty. It's like, this will be the film in 1990s. Magnolia. Magnolia. And it's like, and then it was like, who's this upstart movie that no one was talking about, American Beauty? And I'm being objective. I don't. Not saying I like it or don't like it, but man, that was that made like four hundred million dollars. It was yeah. a huge mainstream pop hit, and it cleaned up with critics and the Oscars. So that was what was supposed to happen to Magnolia, in my opinion. That's nothing lasts forever. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> use your illusion. It's use your illusion time, and evidence of this really is in the look on Fiona Apple and Anderson's face when he does not get best original screenplay, and it goes to uh, Alan Ball. You know. It's like, who's this right. Alan Ball asshole? Who's this Alan Ball asshole? Oh, that's my Oscar. <laughs> you know? uh, so you know that that's, all, that's all I'm saying. 1999, it's all part of the fun, though, of 1999. Oh, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. For sure. It's, yeah, I mean, but what's not fun, though, is watching this movie. Let's talk about that. So, um, oh, right. Yeah, um, and uh, one thing I noticed on the rewatch, which was, uh, it took me two days to watch, um, is just that, honestly, to boil it down, and we'll get into you know how this came together and everything, but this movie has no sense of pacing whatsoever. It it it, it literally and, and there's no arc, there's no real structure, and I, I, I and I and I I've really in like last night or whenever I was texting you guys, I was equating it to watching a string out of three hours of deleted scenes from another <laughs> movie or TV show. Dude, you nailed it. That is exactly <laughs> what it is because they're dislocated, random. Yeah. Uh, this, it's a string out. It's a fucking string out. It's a string know? out. <laughs> use use an editor editing bay term. Yeah. Yeah, it's a string out, but it's also, um, I mean, I, I would say a, a majority of the film is set to a um, like uh, frustratingly uh, loud, um, oh. like 
uh, score. ballet the score. score. The, the most score. Yeah. heavy-handed oh, you know, score, it's where, like, if you needle-drop the movie anywhere, like, it really feels like... Yeah, right. And it really feels like you should be tonally in the penultimate third act of a movie like this is ramping yeah. up to something but it God. never ramps to anything but it's like 20 minutes in yeah that's how well, fucking punch drunk love is too it's like just that's uh, even that, more that obnoxious music is just like intense and obnoxious the entire and literally time. loud and literally loud in the mix but also yes, yeah it's too loud in the mix and guys we know what the reasoning is it's it's so simple it's a classic stitch job where Okay, everybody, we had a little bit of a technical uh, issue last night. Our internet totally crashed out, so we paused the clock. Today is a new day, a little bit of a costume change, and we're going to pick up one fucking hour right where we left off. So let's get down to it. Tom, let's do it. Yeah, uh, I heard that it was something about falling frogs causing your internet to go down. (laughs) What? All right, back to the show. Just very briefly on the music, um, we've observed that it's loud, and, very loud, uh, very loud. Yeah. monotonous and yeah. persistent. But my point is, I think it was a classic, very simple attempt to um, have that music bed underneath all these disparate characters and places and all that stuff to to try to have the glue, you know, because that can work. But in a portion of a film where you're having cross cutting in the montage, you know, you know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. like, like, but not for, you know, three hours. You can't just keep the glue there by just having this OK score. Well, droning on just to kind of step take a step back you know obviously boogie nights was this really cool movie you know that people responded to you know it, it made his career open doors for him and um mm-hmm. it was definitely as we say on the show blank check time for uh paul thomas yeah. anderson right and yeah. um and uh, it's it's really interesting because watching the behind the scenes which is always a fun thing to do when we're talking about movies like this uh the behind sure. the scenes documentary has a line from paul thomas anderson where he says that's a scary thing to give me uh, to uh, give a guy like me final cut, you know, and um, right. And it's just like, man, you know, this is and like, again, that shining example of the hubris of an auteur with all that money and not listening to anybody to just make a movie like this where there's no checks or balances of any yeah. type. I mean, th- there's a there's a long and proud history of ridiculous follow-ups to critical and commercial darlings, you know, like right. like uh, hits. Right. I mean, uh, you could go on and on. This could be an entire episode or something like that if we ever did a themed episode. Sure. But just one example, one example. Taxi Driver broke really big. Mm. So then Scorsese does New York, New York. Mm. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it's big. There's a lot of money thrown at it. Of course, The Godfather's 1 and 2 was followed by Apocalypse Now, which is the ultimate um uh, uh blank check burning cash i could do anything i fucking want yeah and uh, then they always then they, but then they always followed up like anderson's punch drunk love is uh one from the heart you know and so it's a pattern <laughs> it happens you know but yeah so well, marcus, deer hunter heaven's gate 100 percent. marcus what was it like for you revisiting old magnolias uh the other night yeah, I didn't watch it when it first came out. I think that was my wilderness years where I'm sort of like uh, listening to Killed by Death records and watching like, you know, uh, exploitation movies or whatever. I was just sort of checked out from culture during those years. So uh, the only thing I knew about it was that there was a, some it rained frogs at the end. Mm-hmm. And I was my reaction was I think I was that kid in Magnolia. The kids like this is something that happens. 
And I think I was that kid because I, I remember reading that in like Ranger Rick or News of the Weird or something like that. So when I heard that, it was like, oh, and at the end, it rains frogs. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Like Stranger I, Than Fiction um, t folk tales, you know. Right, right. Now I see that so much of it is built around that, you know, like doing some research into like what like PTA was trying to do with like uh, – Look, looking at the Charles Fort books and stuff. Now I see so much of it, and they actually show uh, you know excerpts from the books in the movie. And he's trying to do that kind of like the whole thing is kind of hung on that idea of like news of the weird and things you know that what? actually happen. But but you know what's ironic or funny? I think I'm yeah. That, that it's this not. Is that. No, yeah. it's, but it's not. And yeah. and maybe we we might as well just start from the beginning here. Uh, okay, you know of uh, the first hour. And we could just throw it on in the background, Evan, I suppose, sure. which is the opening, uh, uh, you know, prologue. Oh. Wow, okay. A little surprise. Our, that's our dirty under things. No, no let's, we're not doing this. All right, let's go sorry. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Oh, Christ. He just wants to sing again. I do. So, all right. So, um, this was, uh, this was uh, another huge thing that uh, not, not only I was annoyed and confused and disappointed by, but the film starts, the film called Magnolia. And, uh, you know, Ricky Jay has that great voice, the old magician, and, you know, he's... He's great, yeah. Yeah, he's awesome. So his voice is there. So anyway, the film starts, and I get very excited. Not just, not even really the concept of, like, um, oh, my God, their three names are, like, you know, Boot Hill Jones or whatever, you know. <laughs> that meaningless three, coincidence. The three yeah. robbers. Green, I know, and also... Very also, hell. Hill. Yeah. Also, their names could be arranged in uh, three different ways. Different right. ways. <laughs> right. But it's like completely meaningless. Like, you know, no, but it like, could be Hillberry Green. And it means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And their names are the roots of like what a stupid place would be called, like a location. You know, mm -hmm. like Berry Hill. You know, <laughs> yeah. like someone's name is Barry, and it's the same kind of etymology of. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. It's not It's not like, where did that come from? Hill. Anyway, so yeah. it starts and, um, but I'm excited. So anyway, I'm not really caring about the Charles Fort thing. I'm rambling here, but like what interested me though, was that it was very playful. I'll be honest. This is when I had a Jones for the film and I was being very kind and, and really grading on a curve. Cause I was like, I was really excited about this film and I really liked Boogie Nights. So I was like, Hey, is this, this is a really different kind of film. I liked that it. it was a huge budget, but it had these small, weird places like a shitty casino with Pat Oswalt, you know, but it's yeah. obviously a big film with big camera movement and everything. Yeah. And, and it had dynamic editing and it was and it was not normal. It was almost like um, not French New Wave, but kind of deconstructed in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's an atypical kind of film opening, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. And I, then I keep in the back of my mind, OK, there's going to be a major payoff where the entire film like 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 uh becomes you know like this big um like completed object a la one of these tiny micro stories in the beginning like the whole film is going to wind up being like the large version of one of these small things otherwise why bring all that up in the beginning right. of the film well so i guess I'll, yeah i'm blabbing but i'm just uh, you guys could take over it's like yeah it didn't manifest because the frogs falling is one of those Charles Fort kind of like, you know, stranger than fiction, that event, the frogs, but it does happen naturally, by the way. So it's not that weird. Right. <laughs> you know, it does happen, you know, but, That's um, what I'm saying. Yeah. no, no, but what I'm saying more is like, 
as they were falling in the, at the end, cutting in our minds to the end of the film, because this is the beginning of the film, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, when, when, ha when a frog falls, when does that have a significance that has this causational thing? Right. Where it's like, oh, like if there's one, it kind of. The cop, encounter, the cop um, decides not to arrest William H. Macy. And William H. Macy gets his teeth bug knocked out. Haha, because he was going to have dental surgery. But instead, he loses his teeth. But like, it's only it's because his the frog falls on Macy's face when he's climbing up the the thing. What? And then the other one is like one of the dying old men who's the child molester. It's like uh, he's about to shoot himself in the head, and then a frog falls on his head through a sunroof. And I still actually don't quite understand what's going on. I thought when I first saw it because I was so confused by all this crap and i was looking for the synchronicity is it i thought it was oh he would have killed himself that moment but a frog saved him from killing himself because he was knocked out but alive with the frog falling on his head and knocking the gun out of his hand let's stay on that for a second what happened because i've heard that he dies i thought the frog saved the child molester yeah that's what i thought was okay there does that really qualify though as one of these like can, can you I, believe no, it? No, I mean, can I, but, but I want you to tap in, Ev. I just wanted to say real quick, like, no, just like it. you're saying about those, the Charles Ford thing, it's like, it's in the, the beginning, it sets up like random person and then this other random person. And then like this coincidence in life brings them together. And the way right. that, uh, that Magnolia set up is like, that they're all tied together at the end, but they're all fucking tied together at the beginning too. It all revolves around this stupid game show. show. Yeah. So it's like, I know. you got the host, the executive producer, the daughter of the host, the star of the show, the former star of the show, the, the son the of the producer. Yeah. The daughter, the, the, the daughter who's dating the cop, you know, that they're all fucking connected to it. So it's like, they're already connected. What's Guess what yeah, guys? You know? Guess what guys? Newsflash. I'd help cut me, the whole, us. I'd cut the whole fucking first, I'd cut that whole scene in the beginning there, that cold open. I'd cut oh, it the you, fuck you're out. Re editing. This yeah. Is, oh, I'm Evans gonna, cut. Yeah. Evans cut. You cut that because it doesn't work. It just doesn't go. It's irrelevant. Effect. It's irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant. It's, it's, yeah. it's completely irrelevant. It's the, if I'm in the note screening, cut it. I actually think, and I don't mean to be super harsh, I actually think that there is an okay movie in here. Okay. I really, I do believe that. Maybe I'm still debating that. I know. I think a, there's a good 90 minute film in here, and you I'd might watch actually... the William H Macy movie. You know? We'll see. That's I... what that's what I'm saying too, more I, or less. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know about that. I I think there. Are, yeah, storylines <laughs> you'd have to cut out, but there's such passages of nothingness that's driven by the that unending score, that punishing <laughs> punishing score. You know, which really, one? Which you're really, one? Like, you're really humping that the, score. He means your score is the, the, not the, the ballet score. score is there bad, is a, but then the fucking Amy Mann music is just there as is deadly, a hold on. I know plenty I know. of that too. But there, let me say that's another problem a, though. There is a solid hour and fifteen minutes of that same. I, I don't know what yeah, to call it. It's not the. It's like a. Uh, it's like a. It's almost like a spy movie uh, dramatic crescendo. I don't even know what to call it. It's pretty generic. quote unquote movie score. Yeah. Yeah. My first cut. My my first cut is that cold open. Snip gone. You know. And um. But anyway, continue. Can I do the next one? That, that please. Why don't we give this movie a haircut? Like, yeah. uh, it, not not through the whole thing, but yeah. can because what I want to do is bring up and maybe we could show uh the um 
I forgot what I called it, but it's the third scene in the movie after the uh, prologue and the credit sequence. The, it's the, the John cop. C. Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one with the cop. So here's here's my candidate for uh, cutting. Yeah. So he, here's what I'm trying to say. We really don't have enough time for this one. It's clear. So okay, the the um, the appendix that could be taken out easily, as Evan's saying, it just goes. Then there's a credit sequence, which is like seven minutes, um, or more like a montage that opens with the credit. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of fun too. I was enjoying that too. It's like you're getting introduced to everybody, and I was liking William H Macy like uh, driving his car, you know, when he parks it into you know like a glass uh, window, and oh, yeah. uh, that was okay for me. And it had a lot of dynamics, although it was a little goofy, and it was clearly a uh, Scorsese casino mm-hmm. like style, but applied to like people putting on sunglasses. It's like, like you know, like 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 mundane shit but well given that's what like i'm the, saying uh, it's like that's the, sorry sorry to cut you off it's it's really that yeah, i want to get on that i know it's just the idea of like go, appropriating go. the like scorsese uh style so but much. for so but much. for no uh not to drive the story forward go on sorry oh God. yeah well, well and also it's, it's mundane but if i can I, i'm making a, a larger point now shut up it's this scene that we're looking at so here's what almost was amusing to me first time and subsequently every time i watch it every time i watch it it's like the, epil- the, uh, the prologue, and it sucks, but it's like, oh, it's mysterious. It's like, what is this? You know, what's this film going to be? Is it going to be like this? Then I'm enjoying somewhat the Amy Mann covering the song one and the montage. It's okay. But then it's like, all right, now here we are. Everything's up, 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 up. Magnolia, the movie is motherfucking starting. And then it just crashes, and it becomes this horrible, long, uh, disassociating uh, argument with a boring, stupid cop and this woman who's just screaming the entire time. And I don't care. And you know why I don't care? I don't really know who he is. We were sort of introduced to him. I don't know who she is. I don't know what the point of this is. Is this going to be a third of the film? Are we going to get a lot of this woman? And I, I'm so still lost. It's badly written and it's rambling and monotonous. It's never resolved, right? Right. And so, but so the thing, but here's the punchline. I always found this an incredibly weak way to start after you're like, you know, being masturbatory and like, like, you know, kind of like, like jizzing off, like, and Magnolia starting, you know, with the montage and everything. And then I'm like, why are we stuck here? And then of course, yeah, the punchline, none of this matters. This, he cut this all, this is going to be a major chunk of the film, but he cut it so down, but he left like like a what is it? Um, what is that kind? Of, like not vestiges, vested vestiges. Oh, fuck, vestigial that. organs? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like it's a vestigial organ of, of a whole plot thread that's gone, and it never comes back. Really, the only thing you get from this non subplot uh, thread is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you about the worm that rap, which is yeah. also goes nowhere, and then it completely disappears yeah. as if the movie forgot about it and it never that, has the worm thing is like a none of those people get hit with frogs right. can i can i put it that way right none oh, of these yeah, people yeah. In, like what like that is just bad right that's just, it is it is just deleted stuff that's just gone right like there's there was like a whole worm like actor or something that got cut out like yep. yeah that comedian from mad tv was a character and he had he was the worm <laughs> and he had like a uh uh orlando jones and he had um dialogue and everything and like, and the and the and the, the rapping teach about the worm kid, which we might as well cut to, teach about the worm kid. Um, he was going to meet up with the prodigy kid at a cafe or something, and that is, God, sounds, wow. I know, yeah, this is great. Let's wow. hear the rap for a second. Now, I think DMX wrote this. No, no, wait, no, Nas wrote this. No, uh, 
but the debt is no. always gaining. Fucking... And it's worth being hurt. No, Jay-Z wrote this. Oh, no, 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 no sorry. Fiona Apple wrote this. Right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. sorry. The fucking the lyricist. The fucking <laughs> lyricist lounge. Like, uh, Fiona, that is a Fiona Apple rap. That's not like, oh, yeah. Apple I'm rap. A you couldn't get a kid that could rap either, right? <laughs> wow. And it's and, and by the way, just like the film, all that the hilarious interrupting of Mace, of uh, Riley, he's like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, kid, none of that language." And it just makes the scene go longer, and it's not funny. Oh, he's like, like, yeah. When he's acting like a stiff, like now, now, young man, I don't want you to use the f word. And it's like, oh, great, make this longer, you know. Yeah, I'm rambling. Like really dying to like prove himself, his rapping abilities to this cop. You know, like no, he's trying uh, to teach him about the worm. It really right. does feel like a deleted scene. I hate to say it, I said it. It feels yes, like a deleted no. scene. Yeah. But how different is it from everything else? Nothing. Not it's yeah. all deleted scenes. And I can't believe he cut out like just huge chunks of plot just so he could have Jason Robards laying in bed, like I know, you know moaning, <laughs> for like six, six or seven. Can I minutes, say, you know what? I I, mean, I didn't even think to, that we'd bring this up, but. That incredibly horrifying uh, film killer moment where it's like they cut away mm -hmm. to like, I don't know, the car accident or something like that. And it just has his voice and it's obviously ad libbed. I almost feel like it's like elder abuse and like uh, it feels like Jason Roberts was was ad libbing. I'm sure he was. He's repeating himself. I feel like did he just like record a man who maybe would not have remembered what he said an hour later? No. Like it feels I don't, I don't know, man. It doesn't like, feel good. When he's, when he's going like, you can use that regret. You should use that. You use that. Regret. But a regret. No, Any and it's, and, it's, and I like, hey, look, uh, Jason Robards is the man. Anyway. And I don't, oh, yeah. I don't like how he's being treated. I don't, I don't appreciate it because like, he's obviously just mic'd and um, he's rambling, but also it kills the film. Like it's literally in the middle of the film, and it's just yeah. like it's, it's complete long. nonsensical, just like blather, you know, rambling. Blather. Yeah, it has no and, shape. And the music's cranked up again, right? It's so um, weird. Yeah, it's so weird not? that yeah. the movie, like the first two hours of the movie, are kind of like holy uh, shit, like relentless <laughs> passages of endings. It feels like it's ending. 20 times in the first two hours, but then the last yeah, hour yeah. feels like what the I, middle should wishing like. it was ending. <laughs> well, no, you, you said the word abusive, and I, I actually think this movie is semi-abusive because it's Definitely. like, you know, we Definitely. are like subjected to this just, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's so... Well, what you're subjected to is one man's neurosis. That's what I'm saying. And um, yeah. it's yeah. such an uptight film, and it's such a clenched fist, uh, and it's um, it has no grace, and it has no wiggle, like it's certainly not funny, and it doesn't have any playfulness. It's just—it's weird. Every yeah. every moment is is managed and mannered, but it, at what end? At what point? You know what I mean? It feels like he wrote it. Just he thinks that it, these characters are all interesting just because he wrote them. You know what I mean? No, like, I think it's uh, no. He thinks they're interesting because he thinks because he thinks they're interesting. You right. know what I mean? Like it's such a solipsistic uh, exercise where it's like like and it's also like this too because that's his father, Jason Robarts, who's dying. You know. Right. Is the, you know, so um, it's so solipsistic because it's like, oh, you guys get it. You know, like my dad, you know, like, like, yeah. like I don't I don't need to give you a character. You know, he's my, my dad. And I'm like, no, no, I don't know any of this. I didn't live at your house. Like, what is going on? I don't I didn't live like this. I didn't live rich. Like, 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 um, reach out to us as a yeah. filmmaker. Yeah. You know? Well, right. so I, maybe I guess, well, how do you think he was like meeting halfway or something? Cause I, you know, he's got good cinematography, you know, he assembled a good well, cast. I, I guess he just kind of thought like those up. will be enough to carry it or something. I don't know. No, well, he thinks this is all incredible. He's very well, proud of this screenplay. I think for him. Yeah, no, totally. He is very <laughs> proud of it. He said, it said so. Um, the thing is, I, mm -hmm. I think, um, 
and more on that later. Uh, but I, I, I sort of think like with Magnolia, he's commenting, at least when he was going into production on it, that he wanted to make a small film out of yeah. a big budget, right? But the interesting right. thing is that Boogie Nights is a, uh, uh, a smaller budget movie meant to look like a bigger film, you know? It's true, and I, yeah. And it really shows how, you know, it's so interesting to compare the two movies because, you know, there really is a drag inverted. Force. It's inverted. It's inverted, yeah. And, and it, it's, it, it is appropriating other styles, you know, that's his thing, you know, so he's taking the Scorsese momentum and he's really using it, you know, all those montages. Okay. No, totally. I'm not, hey, I'm not condemning that. I'm just saying he's using it yeah, very yeah. effectively in Boogie Nights because it's, it's pushing yes. the story forward, you know, it's creating exciting montages, it's creating fun scenes. I even sort it's of think casino. That, it's, it's casino. It's specifically casino. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's very casino. If you watch them back to back, it's like, it's, it's, I think there's flashbulb uh macro shots you know like the way yeah. flash bulbs pop and decay both films have them and one yeah. came before the other but it's also like he's handling the material super well like i even think almost in like a po- post judd apatow world like if you were to make that movie now it would be ironic right. and it would be overblown and and it would have bad snl humor all over it but boogie nights is, is and like, messages yeah and messages it have tedious but, social right. progress messages. so he's it's all working for him there but with this movie, it's just um, it's there's nothing there. It's, it's just it's deleted material. Sorry to sound like a broken record, but no. But know. it's that that is the the major theme. Well, I feel like maybe if you don't mind, like we flip the script a little bit and stay on the um, on the positive tip, because um, okay. Well, you were just saying there's a good film maybe inside there if you just like wrench it out, you know. Cut half um, of it, but yeah. Yeah, there's I I I'm not gonna say that, but I'll say that there is a thread I like. Marcus said it too. I think a lot of people pick up on it, even when they don't like the film. I like William H. Macy in general. I like his character. It's okay. It's still an underwritten character. Still totally underrated. I didn't love it, but go on. Yeah. Well, but I'm going to be even more specific. So I, I don't think there's a good film in there. I don't think you can cut. Uh, you just would cut this down to like uh, what I like, which is four minutes. You know, it's when <laughs> he comes in. It's when he comes in, Macy, and that Super Tramp song comes on, which is perfect for the way he looks which is perfect for San Fernando Valley. It would be playing in that bar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it looks good. And I will say this, this is another, this is one of the other last heartbreakers for me. There are two things that I generally like and that I I was hoping that we would get more of and more uh, enrichment from. Um, I like the child prodigy kid thing. I too, you know, I read all those books too. Those were the most fun books you could read as a kid. Um, I mean, this kid's obviously also a really precocious and um, prodigy in some form. So I like that kid character, but he's he's shallow and underdeveloped. But the other thing I like was the environment because people don't really do the valley, even still. And now he owns the valley, which is kind of unfortunate. That's, you know, like uh, the valley's his Brooklyn, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I like that because the valley is kind of weird. And I actually hang out oh, yeah. there and I go out there. And it's got its own special charm. So totally. now he owns it. He, he does an okay job with it, creating the, <coughs> the feel of, of, of the valley. Yeah, he does it in uh, Boogie Nights. He does a nice job. That donut shop scene with the robbery, it's very nice, like mm-hmm. weird. That whole scene where he, and he gets beat up and he tries to pick up the guy. Yeah, the yeah. whole depresso scene uh, montage. Anyway, so so I'm disappointed because he's doing the Valley, and it was supposed to be the, the this was supposed to be the ultimate Valley film. It doesn't quite work out. But also, last thing, let me shut up. Is you don't see enough rainy day L.A. and I really like that because we just had a huge one. We had a Magnolia Day here, and uh, that's very special, too. So I was really getting disappointed, like, 
because Macy walks in in a rainy day, you know, because it's the lighting. It's the lighting I'm talking about. It's like a dark exterior with this dark interior and, and how the, the integration when he goes into that room. And Henry Gibson is fantastic in it as his, you know, like as his sparring partner. His name's Thur- right? his character's name is Thurston Howell. <laughs> it is? Uh, yeah, isn't that weird? No, it's stupid. So, uh, <laughs> um, but but so anyway, I'm going to officially shut up because we're running yeah. out of time so badly. But well, yeah, no, I, that, I like that, and all of that is clicking, and it's almost like a clock. A broken clock tells the right time twice yeah, a day. Let me back you up on that because I, I like that moment too. It feels really good, and like uh, the, the dolly pushes in and Super Champ, yep. and like all the fucking music up to that point is so bad that when Super Champ kicks in, it's like yeah. a relief. It's like it's oh wow. It's like wow, now this movie's getting going, and that scene's pretty kind of got some humor to it. The the guy with the braces does look that is fun. The muscly guy Brad. with the braces, Brad. Brad, Henry Brad Gibson's is pretty funny. Like, I love yeah, Brad. It's a really, it's a funny moment, and then it's just like whoop, it just disappears. You know, like, and they go back to the bar, but it's not as much fun. No, because you know what we have to, because you know what we have to cut to, and I think Evan, it's time. Uh, some of the bad acting. I think what you have to get to, you have to urgently leave that shitty bar in the valley. You have to get. To really bad hammy acting uh, by a woman who was given nothing, no character d- development, and she's just flailing and Lost. hitting the automatic pilot. She's getting the automatic pilot of act histronic and make faces. You know, <laughs> hit it, man, hit it. That's her okay. stick, right? <laughs> Crazy. Like, uh, I don't. I mean, I'm 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 talking about this film. I don't know all of her work that much. I think she's. A, I think she is a better actress. Oh yeah. But this is someone who's lost, and an actor sometimes just goes. I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to make a lot of faces and say things weird. Uh, let's let's take a look. Yep. What exactly is wrong? You need all this stuff. Motherfucker. Do you guys hear something? Who the fuck do you think you are? I come in here. I'm hearing the soundtrack. You don't know who I am, what my life is. You have the balls, the decency to ask me a question about my life. Fuck you two. Don't you call me lady. Don't you call me lady. I give these things to you. I give these things to you. You make your phone calls, look suspicious. What is this? I'm sick. Sick? I have sickness all around me and you fucking ask me my life. What's wrong? I'm using death in your bed. In your house, where's your fucking decency? And then oh, that fucking score! Uh, You're the whole so movie. right, Evan. The yeah. whole fucking yeah. movie. Here we go. Hold dick. on, hold on, right here. That's what's wrong. Suck my you. dick. You fucking call me lady. Call me lady. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on both Awful. of you. By the way, this isn't even the worst of her stuff in this film. She's trying to get her prescription refilled or something. Oh, whatever. But, like, actually, that's a good point, Marcus, because we <laughs> were, um, you know, helicopter dropped into this character's reality. Like, there is no backstory for her. There is n- uh, no character development. She just comes in and is histronic. Yeah. And I feel like, like I said earlier, my theory is that she was just, she didn't see a character on the page. She just lost. She's like, I guess I'll just do, I'm really wound up and having a nervous breakdown, like every moment and with exaggerated uh, delivery. So, but the last thing is um, there's even, it's even worse than that. Like Mark, or Evan's favorite is uh, what now? Oh, uh, and I've sucked other men's cocks. But, um, sucked other men's cocks. But wait, wait. <laughs> no, but, and what I'm being, I'm being oh, cool because. This is what I'm saying, and this is about the, related to the music that you bring up, Evan. That moment of performance is reserved for a character that we've all been watching develop with some consistency mm. for like an hour and 15 minutes. I know. But, 
But no, we're just dropped, and there's a hysterical person, and we're just staring blankly at her, like, okay. Like, and, and, and by the way, the whole premise is she uh, was a gold digger and married the old man for his money, but then fell in love with him. But it feels like it's more like a guilt thing. And you know what? I, I have to guess because I'm given absolutely nothing. All right. I know is she was a gold digger who now doesn't want the money. We're and not is, given is, a lot in this entire nothing film no well, yeah, right in general really but yeah. so so um so she's just floating there and she's generically emoting and it's really cringe guys it's, can yeah. i say can yeah. i say oh sorry marcus you go then i'll go because I, oh, I have something just, on julianne okay i was just gonna say on the subject of cox they say <laughs> cox way too much in this movie very nice like, I, th- I bet they say they say them more than most pornos well, of course of course Ceci, you know yeah i bet they say hey, cox, cox suck it I bet they say the word Cox in this movie more than they say it in Boogie Nights. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. He loves uh, it. Um, and like, just sorry, just all the all the sex stuff is like all the boomer sex stuff is so cringe for me. You know, like uh, boomer. All yeah, I, I guess um, there's just a lot of like weird, like normie sex stuff that freaks me out in this movie. And I think like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everyone's like cheating on each other. You know, it's like it's supposed to be like all deep and meaningful, but then everyone's just like fucking each other, and it's all a bunch of normie sex. And I don't know, yeah. it just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't well, even remember. Let, let, well, is he's there... talking about like Philip Baker Hall in the beginning, where he's like, you know, yeah, stripping the secretary, yeah. Yeah. pumping. All right, let me let me just. Well, just, well that's me, character please. development for him. I'm okay, done. hang on, I got to get something in this show. Um, so uh, okay, Julianne, let me let me let me let, let's put a bow on Julianne because. She had a funny moment in the behind the scenes doc uh, as well, where they were they were interviewing her about the cock, and uh, they asked her about it, and um, she said that you know, and I, I could sense some doubt with her too. I don't think she's given very much here. I'm not blaming her. Yeah, because she goes, I mean she, it. goes yeah. she goes, she uh, goes, and then she's and guys, she's hot off of Psycho '98 as well. I know uh, one of our but, one of the other great one fucking hour episodes. Yeah, but she goes. She said, quote, it's easier for me to underplay stuff and to pull it back. So it was a real challenge for me emotionally to play it so huge. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and again, it's just like, what are we doing here with this character? And she doesn't even know. And I, I think she right. even had like uh, an obligation where they had to bring her in real fast, shoot her stuff first because she had to go out for another film. So I, so right. she's we're dropped into her. Scene. She's in every she's, 90s movie. Yeah. She's dropped. No, no but in. listen to Evan's point. It's just yeah. like she really just shows up at 6.30 a.m. and just goes... Uh, Huh? And goes, what am I? And, and yeah, it's like, what am I doing? And it's like, uh, you're having nervous breakdown. Your gold yeah. diggers having nervous breakdown. And she's like, okay, I'll do that. Oh, I fucked other man. You know? And it's like, and it's like, like if she did a half of that, it would seem less uh, cartoonish. You know? Can I rewind? And no back. one restrained her. Yeah. Last side, sorry, side note. No she's one also, restrained that performance. She's also in shortcuts that this movie clearly wishes that it, that it was. Well, right? okay, for one second on j- just because you brought up sh- shortcuts. You know, yeah, again, like, you know, this man PTA, he's a trope thief, you know, and he's taken he's taken from uh, shortcuts, you know, it's a good 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 movie to borrow from. You know, but shortcuts, it's a natural slice of life movie. Well, we are exert we are uh, we are uh, observing on the, the wall to amazing moments of real character development and drama everyday life and there's nothing cosmic or connected about it and he's interjecting all these things and we're just here to sit and watch paint dry as uh he's delivering us nothing but 
Now to flip the script back to what I do like. Can we talk how? Because I, I want to get mine in on, on the, on the thing. Go for it. I yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. And you guys are about time. to shit all over it, which is okay. Um, is um, I More do Amy think I, I do think uh, one of the good choices in this movie uh, uh, from a casting point of view. Okay, I'm going to give him a little kudos here. I think it is a good usage of Tom Cruise. Okay, now I know what you're going to say about the scene. I agree. At the end, I, I, okay, I agree. But l- let's just put it in perspective. Okay, Eyes Wide Shut just came out. Very restrained performance, right? And legend has it that he wanted to meet Paul Thomas Anderson on the set of Eyes Wide Shut after he saw Boogie Nights. And he's like, write something for me. Come up with something to me. I'm offering myself to you, young sir. You know? Okay. And uh, and this is also time, Tom Cruise timeline-wise. This is uh, before Couch Jumping on Oprah, right? Where everyone really got to see the real Tom. Because that's the real Tom, guys. Yeah. Newsflash. So I like, think it's a right. <laughs> I think it's a real good stroke of genius here, dare I say, on Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson to cast Tom in a movie that is Tom. You know? And and yeah. and, 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 and taking a real fucking huge movie star, you know, a guy who's a ball yeah. of manic, ego, maniacal energy, couch jumper motherfucker, and put him into this scene. And I do think that the drama unfolding between if you were to cut out drown out all the other shit in the movie right. and make okay. it just about this character about of him being interviewed by the uh, journalist. I can't remember the actress's name, but she's great in the film. <laughs> Sweet baby. Something she is else. good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that whole uh, trajectory is one of the stronger elements where I do think conversely, the, the William H. Macy thing. Don't give me nothing. It only gives me super tramp. It doesn't really give me anything else. No, I'm sorry. There's nothing there. I'm sorry. No, there is that's nothing there. I'll agree with you. I'll agree with you. He has a great on grad. That's yeah. one of the things I'd cut. Actually, I'd cut that whole, Thread. Oh shit! Yeah. In my sorry, and I understand. Tom Cruise is good. He's good in it, and uh, the only the, he's fun to watch. He he carries it all the parts well. He's he looks amazing in it. My only beef with him is he's supposed to be this pickup artist, but he's like the sexiest man on the planet. You know, he doesn't need all those like mind fuck techniques. I know. Well, that's silly. Like he's physically very attractive. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's charming. attractive. Yeah. Well, but that's but isn't that kind of the usual way? It's like yeah, um, yeah like the way that works is like. Uh, like uh, I am charismatic and I'm handsome and I'm going to show you guys who have no chance that it's possible that you too could, you know, capture some of the magic. Uh, maybe but, I looked uh, up the I, guy he's based on. He didn't look, it's not as dreamy as Tom. I, I know what you mean. Can it's I just say though, usage I, of Tom, but go on. Tom. It is. And I like, and, and guess what? He fills the screen really well with all Super those close-ups cool. during the interview. And cause he's a movie star, you know, yeah. and you feel movie star power, totally. which is actually very much, Actually, any power, any cinematic power is wanting in this film. So it's very refreshing. But I will say this. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. This is often cited. Best performance he's ever done. One of the great performances in American film history, whatever, hyperbole. I'm sorry. uh, He was um, Julian mooring it for me (laughs) in the sense of scenery chewing and really to the point Oscar Oscar baiting. You know, it's like um, when he's twitching. And, and getting pure, purely physical at, at the deathbed of Jason Robards, I, I just wasn't buying it. And he okay, still was too, and also he was still too underdeveloped for me, Cruz. And, and again, the most important thing really is the center uh, patriarch is such a void. I don't know or care. I, I guess he cheated on his wife. That's all we're given. I think that every other vignette in the movie, whereas shortcuts, it all, it adds up 
to a great crescendo and all the storylines because they are connected support each other i think every chapter in magnolia takes away from the other chapter is what's really happening (laughs) it really does because if if you put all of the time crews together i think it would work maybe it's a short film you know or something better 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 but let's look at you know as as yeah, everything's sabotaging each each other. Yeah, yeah, right, right. It's it, they're, but, they're but, just but I still exactly, but I still maintain that um, you I need to have some idea of Jason Robards mm-hmm. because he might as well have a mannequin in the bed. I agree. It's, I know, agree. So <laughs> it's you know what I mean. Like it's just it's yeah. so it's such a nothing burger about there. Like I don't I don't have any emotional investment. Unlike there's plenty of like, it too. Yeah. Anyway, let's watch but it. Like yeah, yeah, go. It's just it just looks like a ham sandwich. It makes me want to seek out really truly great acting performances. Like I'm sorry. It like, looks like he's panting like a dog. Yeah. It looks it looks silly and he's tapping his foot down. It, yeah, it looks to me like you know what I do? I think De Niro and Godfather 2. And how understated he is. This is rough. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I know. This is not great acting. I, know. I think For even me. when he's up on the stage it's like he's overdoing how cringy sweet mama nobody would like it's like he's not charismatic he's just gross there's no direct restraint it's tom also i don't like that this guy i don't like this guy emotionally uh an emotional voyeur uh philip baker hall i mean no not philip baker hall uh philip seymour hall i'm just not buying it and you know what a film a better film would have cut away because it's it's just you're belaboring the emotional note. You're going like this on the emotional piano. Well, that's the whole movie, Tom. It's the like you movie. use the entire take, you know. No, the <laughs> like, whole movie. Yes. No, no. Marcus said it. Just they they played out everything till the real ended. Good, good point. Like because a strong because we all know this and at least this much about film is it can be so much stronger if you get out a little earlier than might be expected or you might want mm. to you know what i mean mm. that, that yeah. kind of classic filmmaking thing it's like you get out yeah. and it just takes your breath away a little bit like shit it's showbiz yeah. and you know what and this one right? just dra- yeah. dra- dies it just drags on and and well it does and and grandiosity showbiz. is yeah. well, like grandiosity is not achieved uh by longer you know and 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 monotonous and pounding you don't you don't you know, you know and this movie is just the, all of it all those More. scenes are too long and it's trying to drive you along. Uh, it's it's trying to create the sense of grandiosity with the score and the the runtime of these scenes. But you know what it, it doesn't you know what achieve it, it once. The film is an emotional bully. Yeah, it's 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 put it's it's throwing you down in a bed. I'm not saying like rape. I'm saying he throws you down in a bed, and uh, the film throws you down in the bed, holds down your shoulders, boy or girl, whatever, and just starts crying on, on top of your face. You know. <laughs> And it's like, like what? Like, like first, it doesn't meet you halfway. It doesn't care about how you feel. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's such a closed system. It really is inside the neurosis of one individual, which can work maybe if the person is fascinating, and and talented and has craftsmanship in the sculpting of something and seeing you know a final you know it's basic stuff. Seeing the final result in their mind and working towards that. But this guy. Uh, has no um, uh, tact. T- t- yeah, it's so it's so oblong and, and unbalanced. Like like you said, this is the second. That was the se- that was the second 
or there's two guys dying of cancer. Like two dying guys. old men, guys. Two dying <laughs> old men. Dying of cancer. Which Both one's your favorite? Which one's yeah. your favorite? <laughs> oh, I, well, I, I was thinking maybe it was like he he had like one version of the story where there was a guy in bed dying. I know. The show. Then he had another version where the guy just was the twin them dying. twin them out. And then he forgot to he revised it. You know, oh, I know. Edit one out, but <laughs> you're so right. Well, I'll take actually Philip Baker Hall, who I really like, and I met oh. him, and he's a really cool guy. Like, um, he's good, and I liked him a lot, and I like him dealing with the Prodigy Kid during the quiz show. I, I like that stuff too. That could work as that could be its own film, uh, his story, and it's it's good when he has the 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 wife from Jaws <laughs> in his wife. She's great, actually. He's really underrated. good. She's he's like, I'm not video. done with my questions. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff, and they're She's and they're good. really great. Yeah. And Hall is just Hall's always really satisfying, oh, yeah. and he sort of has something to work with. Um, you know, he's totally broken and he's guilt ridden. But you know, Robards get actually in comparison. That's why Robards is so egregious because he's just absolute zero Robards character. But Hall has some meat on his bones. You know, mm-hmm. totally. Um, but that's yeah. a better we, part of the film. Do, do you guys want to talk about the other music? We've only talked about the score. Do Please, we want to talk about? Yeah. Amy May? Uh, a little, maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, what is up with Amy? Like, going, doing Amy Mann in, like, 1998. This seems, like, so uncool to, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, remember that girl from the 80s that had this, like, one... Till Tuesday, yeah. Hit song? You had a rat and tail? One, 15 years later, like, to pick her, up her music and use yeah. it. I don't know. Well, yeah. well we, we've chatted before about this very briefly. It was um, part of a larger uh, L.A. scene of uh, musical Hepcats... Right. And there was a lot of uh, cabaret and, uh, you know, and country rock and all that stuff. And it was J- John Bryan, you know, who's uh, uh, worked on the score and many other scores. And oh, he's, yeah. he's had better oh, days. I kind of oh, like yeah. his Endless uh, Sunshine. What is it called? Um, you know, uh, you know, and what is it called? Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine of the Spotless. Yeah, he, uh. I like his score there better. But so it's John Bryan is a big part of Largo. And then Amy Mann was often performing there, too. And then you got Michael Penn. Who's also involved and married to Amy, and she's—he's also in uh, Boogie Nights as the uh, '80s rock, uh, you know, uh, new wave. Um, oh yeah, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's—he's yeah. he's pretty good in that, actually. I like it, but um, it's—it's it's born more or less in that scene. It's like like uh, cabaret rock, and Amy. This film boosted Amy, not the other way around at all. It's like uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Anderson oh, yeah. Anderson picked her out of obscurity, and she's sort of a thing now. But I don't—I'm I'm ambivalent. I don't care either way, but. There's fun scene in particular. PTA's rule of uh, if we're playing music, let's fucking turn it up to eleven. Really is cringe when um, the cop the cop is coming to her apartment. The the neurotic woman who for some reason isn't a junkie but a cocaine addict, which is very Borat in in the uh, in the uh, you know understanding of uh, uh, drug users and personality types. So she's a cokehead. Okay, sure. And so uh, she's listening to music really loud, and she's listening to uh, Fleetwood Mac. Nope. And she's listening to uh, Hole. No. You know, no, she's listening to this awful Amy Ooh. Mann song. This Speaking. is the worst I'm going to get, everybody. <laughs> uh, and, it's, um, and, and it's like cabaret, and every annoying instrument is like. I'd call uh, the cops. Yeah. I know. Well said. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this digital sounding awful pastiche of uh, Tom Waits where it's like. Big loud trumpet, big loud percussion, <laughs> big loud tack piano, and 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 a really bad non melody, as Mark has pointed out before. Um, it's uh, all these notes being sung in search of a melody, and it's so grating. 
She's like doing walking baseline with her mouth. Like, I know. It's the worst song Tom's ever heard. Nobody ever in the history of the world blasted that song. Like, do impossible. Do big fat rails at home and blast that? No, wouldn't happen. And and for Paul Thomas Anderson. And for Paul Thomas Anderson, that is a big step down from blasting Sister Christian, you know, in fucking. Boogie well, Night. I mean, he killed it on the, uh, yeah. the environmental music. Uh, sure. Well, actually, more than that. Like, yeah. I mean, well, that's that's Scorsese 101. Of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. You know, even back to Mean Streets with using yeah. um, pop Everyone songs. Sounds, and it all yeah. starts with Scorpio Rising, blah, 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 sure. blah, blah, blah. But um, but uh, so, no, but uh, but, you know, sometimes Scors- sometimes Scorsese has used original scores and it's, it's been cool. But uh, I don't have much more of an opinion. I just find that song to be um, no, yeah, fascinatingly that, bad. That song is so bad. But also, like, uh, I, I, I cringe. One makes the cover of One makes me cringe. I know. I hate that. And it's a great song. And, it's and Nielsen, that, man. Yeah, no, great, lovely song, amazing song. But then just that like, kind of 90s cover of it, just like, yeah. yeah well, the bad. production, yeah, it's weird they didn't go for that kind of like, Mellotron, Beatles, like uh, pastiche, like it's, old vocal yes, it's mics. Very 90s, it's very close it's on the microphone. Incredibly nineties sounding. And by the way, let's get really let's catty. Let's let's do a tiny little side cattiness. I want to do this with Marcus? I'm speaking to you, bro. The uh, title, the, the literal title when it drops of Magnolia is, is, is so ugly Ooh. because it's using like. A, a million different. <laughs> yeah, it's using every com- composite filter. I was noticing oh, that. Like, talk to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's doing it's like, like using like, inverse and then like burn up and they're doing like a multiply or something. And then like all of this multiply like, and like, inversion. Uh, right. Yeah. Then there's like a map or like photos kind of flickering like single frame. Is he, animation. And, he no, and then it changes from being multiplied to being like a subtract, like like in like uh, like. Yeah. Uh, a negative view, you know, it, right. it's no, it's multiply. Once, yes. And, yeah. No, but the, so it's then, it's then like a Luma and then also, um, <laughs> yes. like a RGB, uh, yeah, right. composite version. mode and yeah. after effects. We're done. We're done. We're done. Okay. We're I got to step in with the clock here. Cause we are, we're done. Uh, that was we, it. Wait, sorry. Sorry. Oh. One more. Th- sorry. I just got to say nobody in the history. No, the nobody, that song that we all sang at the beginning, nobody knew all the words to that song ever. Couldn't they have picked like a song that like, you know, imagine me and you or something that people actually know the words. To, okay, but that, no, that, like that's that's obscure. where I was going. That, that That's actually where I was transitioning here because okay. <laughs> we are we are eight minutes uh, before we have to stop. And uh, that song, um, that moment, holy shit, that's where the movie to for me like fucking dies. You know, like, OK, we're done here. And then Jason Robards, wise up. Wise yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wise up. And then Jason Robards comes in as the, okay, now we're sensory deprived, you know, in this movie. But the thing is, um, uh, with that, it's 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 funny because I actually laughed when reading what Jan- Janet Maslin wrote about uh, this moment uh, where she said, uh, when the group singing arrives, the movie begins to self-destruct spectacularly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. It's, agreed. It's it's astonishing to see a film begin this brilliantly. Okay, that's you know maybe maybe for the time. This debate. Well. Yeah. It, well, in 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 the time, I'm sure maybe. I was excited uh, right when it Cannes. started. Was, she's probably at Cannes and you know whatever. Festival uh, fever. Uh, festival. Green, festival Hill. fever. The Tom Cruise part is the festival fever part of the movie. Anyway, it's astonishingly, uh, or sorry, it's astonishing to see a film begin this brilliantly, only to torpedo itself in the final hour, which I. <laughs> That is what it is, man. This movie murders yeah. all the other storylines in its last hour. Um, and it's funny. <laughs> talk about That's hindsight. Pe- uh, pa- 
Paul Thomas Anderson was asked, guys, a little research. He was asked on on a Reddit AMA about uh, Magnolia uh, recently. And uh, if you could go back and say, you know, what would you say to yourself then about Magnolia? Uh, And this isn't good enough for me, this answer. But he said, chill the fuck out and cut 20 minutes. 20. I know. And I'm like. Yeah, uh, an hour 20. Mm, yeah, an hour <laughs> yeah. 20. Yeah. <laughs> More like hour 20. Uh, uh, there yeah, you go. Yeah, Cuz that yeah. that means you're just you're just trimming uh you're just getting a, a haircut not a shaved head. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. Uh, I'm hair trimming. Kind of glad that it does do that that uh that wise up part. That means awful. But it would have nothing. The end would have nothing. Well, the I end of the, the frogs, frogs, bro. The frogs, Let's talk right? about the frogs. We didn't talk about the frogs, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got I actually have nothing to say. I, I I felt that frogs was um anticlimactic because it just took too damn long like meaning like i was just over the film i remember the first time i saw it in a theater like i was like in the right in the center in like a great seat i had, was ready to have this orgy of filmmaking experience like i was saying earlier you know i yeah. was excited and it just my excitement just kept deflating deflating by the end i was just like just do the frogs i gotta go home you know like, <laughs> like about the frogs too i heard about the frogs on um ain't it cool news. no yeah. Like it was impossible to see this movie without knowing about the frogs, right? It got around. It, it, you know, this early internet bullshit. Like, ain't it cool news? But um, no. So I don't really have much of an opinion because it's the two things. It was. It took too long to get to. But then going full circle in our podcast here, it's like it felt like someone's like doing a magic trick that didn't work. He's like, and then the frogs. Ta-da! You're welcome. Yeah, you know, it's no like, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, all can, can I, yeah. or that, but or it's, you know, it's a mirror. It's looking like a mirror, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's psychological. No, but what I'm saying is, um, <laughs> that was deep, bro. No, but the thing that kills me too, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to get really specific again. And, and, Please. um, and caddy, the gun, the entire time I've seen this film, uh, I missed that, um, he loses his gun, like he, it falls in the rain, the cop, and his gun's out of his holster, I mean. But then the guy who's the worm, by the way, you see the worm very briefly running away with the gun. He picks it up and runs away. And so I caught that the first time ever was when I just had to rewatch it. So here's what I've been thinking the whole time. When the gun at the very end falls, you know, all the frogs fall, and then ding, his gun with that really stupid uh, overbearing uh, like that's, uh, not, that's not it. Musical note, ding. No, no. What I'm saying is, I thought this is my impression. You talk to me, guys. I thought the frogs and somehow the gun that fell out of his holster, holster, all all that the frogs and the gun somehow went into the clouds. You know the way that weirdly happens sometimes. <laughs> Objects get pulled up. You know, like the frogs do, and and, the gun. and then it right. fell. And it's like, great. I didn't. I'm not embarrassed anymore. But no, someone takes it. So then, what is the logic? It's like the worm says oh shit i'm taking the gun the cop dropped it accidentally then he's like well i'm just gonna throw it out again into the field yeah. and it's still raining and well, then the frog i mean what, uh, what? i forgot to cut out the guy the worm i know tell me no, did you guys tell well what are your thoughts deleted worm what, what did you think it was i thought yeah i missed that i got so confused in the rain the gun thing like i think it's I looked a terrible away scene for a it's just like, very student film it's like a student I, film trying to be no, but, like you know i ran I it know. back so help me help me what, yeah. what give me thoughts like not the not the stupid symbolism of the gun falling but just like right. really the, the hard work of like the reality of the situation <laughs> like what what happened 
Where oh, did yeah, you think that? Those frogs wouldn't have come from L.A. anyway, right? I, 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 I know gone. exactly. They would have been coming from like Colorado or something. But also, uh, a gun is uh, different than a frog, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't have been under. It wouldn't have been like in the water. It would have been like maybe in like a wet piece of like a field. <laughs> Please. Tell so what me. happened? I, I, I don't like, know. Oh, let it go. I think you got to just let her go. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> um, anyway. Is there anything you know? Is, is there anything else you want to get in uh, that we didn't get in here? Uh, now's the time. Right. I, I need um, the part where, where Robard says, "This is a long way to go with no punch," and I thought that was kind of a you yeah. know a, a good way of tying up the movie. <laughs> it's like Clockwork Orange has a line of dialogue that comments on itself. <laughs> right. Maybe <laughs> uh, the, the he meets the girls in the record store, and they're sucking on the phallic lollipops and uh he goes mm, what are those and he goes mm, bit cold and pointless you know yeah. <laughs> and i always thought that i just thought I, it's not intentional but it felt like like if you didn't like clockwork orange you could just make that your tagline so so i think you're right that robards line always rang to me for me like um hey what are we talking about here are we talking about Guys, magnolia yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you know and, and of course like it's you know Seeing this movie, I think there are moments, you know, there are moments, you know, uh, of where some of the performances uh, that he has sure. with these actors, they're, they're, they're real actors who are great in other films, yes. you know. And, and I, I got your the, back on Tom Cruise. I, I feel you. That okay. is some real shit. Right. But he's got like, you know, Philip Baker Hall. He's got some other actors. You know, John C. Riley's been good in other things. You know, a lot of these actors have been good in other things, you know. Yes, um, agreed. The only thing I'll say with the last minute, and I'm not trying to punch down because there's some things of Paul Thomas Anderson's I do like, but yeah. imagine watching this movie with a bunch of nobodies that nobody cares about and no uh -oh. chemistry. I know where he's going. <laughs> and that's Licorice Pizza opening on Christmas, everybody. So, <laughs> like, start like Friday. Friday. <laughs> yeah, starts Lots Friday. Yeah, so that's your homework, guys, on yeah, Christmas Day. <laughs> Run out and see this director's yeah. latest work. So oh. you didn't like L LP so much. I didn't see it yet. No, it's actually, uh, I, dare I say, it's actually uh, interesting to see well, if you could drop off of Magnolia, you know, yeah. and, and to where, like I said, there are there are actors. He, he put together a team of interesting actors for Magnolia. Um, like he I did. said, people who, you know, maybe they're like, like Julianne Moore. They don't know really where they are, where they're going uh, sometimes. But uh, with Licorice Pizza, man, it's just it's just a bunch of nobodies who do not know how to work off of each other have any chemistry maybe that's his uh, style man and it carries over but there's no one exciting to watch okay sorry um sorry everybody i did not like it i know you all did not you not you two but the rest of the world um yeah. and yeah starts friday yeah i don't know i feel <laughs> like the, the one thing about magnolia i feel like watching a paul ws anderson film yeah <laughs> event horizon motherfucker um I know. Isn't that well, on that note um uh, happy new year everybody and uh we're gonna be back um in January. Uh, yeah, we're taking a, a hiatus. A little, little hiatus. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll be back with, uh, well, we were throwing around a title. Uh, maybe we uh, just say it now. Yeah. We're going to come back after the holiday hiatus, everybody, with a big fucking monster of a movie uh, that we've been waiting. We've been talking a lot about on this channel, but we're going to really dive into it for real this time. And that is Toby Hooper's OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Can't fucking wait so it's literally my it's literally my favorite film um really? i'm not even like a big yeah well it's just the technique is so fucking on fire every frame yeah i mean we'll get into it <laughs> you know I and also i feel 
I want to have a really boring discussion about uh, auteur theory versus like uh, a community of talented freaks who get mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And I think this is this is a conversation to have with uh, the, the genesis of the brilliance of, uh, of Texas. Great film. And there's and like we like to do here, we'll probably get more into some like uh, weird deeper crevices than just like, you yeah. know, the usual kind of spots that are hit up so much with that film. But, right. Yeah, We're going to shed that 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 horror neck beard for this one and dive really, in, you know, deep into the artistry and the craft. I'll talk about the filmmaking, like the filmmaking. really look at yeah. like shots and edit and the, and the editing bro. and the editor and, and the, the, te the editing and the, the texture fucking and editing, the sound. Yeah. I mean, I can't even wait. I'm going to start doing it right now. Yeah, I man. love Toby Hoopy. Toby Hoopy. Uh, all right, everybody. That was one fucking yeah. hour on Magnolia. Those are words that actually came out of my mouth. Um, thank you, everybody, for uh, watching. Uh, and, of course, watching last week, one fucking hour on Walkabout. And uh, happy holidays, everybody. And now it's time for your moment of zen. And we will see you next year. Goodbye, everybody. Can I ask you what, what you thought of the script when you first read it? I thought it was I thought it was astounding and I went to Paul and I said it's great it's great it's a little long he goes you fucking cocksucker I'm not gonna cut one goddamn word of this thing everyone says I'm gonna cut one mother so then I talked to Julianne Moore I said what'd you think of the script she says it's amazing it's a little long I said did you tell Paul that she said yeah and I said what did he say she said he said you fucking motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef <laughs> Sucked other men's butts.